0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, February sixteenth. Getting these episodes out a day earlier. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and let me tell you right now, the state of college lacrosse is just pure chaos and anarchy. We are joined, as always, by Dukes in the lab. Dukes, it was a wild week in the world of college lacrosse. Upsets galore uh how how are we feeling this week? dumb I don't know my left from right right from left
1: um uh, walking in circles around the city can't find my work can't find my apartment i just i'm clueless I'm dumb right now, but chaos is upon us, and we're not talking about the p l l we're talking about college cross
0: That was otherwise known as the as the chouse We're we're talking about. Yeah. but yeah. Proper, proper uh Yeah. Insane weekend in college. I'll tell you what, probably the craziest dude, like there was like an hour of Saturday afternoon that was just, and I, I put out a tweet about this where there was so much going on that it was impossible to follow all of it at the same time, which is why I like, dude, at one point the Virginia Michigan game, was a one goal game. Hopkins Georgetown was a one goal game. Duke Jacksonville was a one goal game and Maryland Loyola were tied at like at that specific, all four of those games, all of them were either within one goal or tied. Like it was, it was a wild time on Saturday afternoon. Um, And one that I will say We need a red zone for college across. I put this tweet out there on Saturday. There's just so much going on. I can't be flipping around from channel to channel from ESPN plus stream to ESPN plus stream to, to watch all of it at the same time. I need, I need a a Chris Hansen to do all of it for me. Maybe it could be a a Dan Arestia or a Chris Jast, but I, like I need someone to clue me in on when the big things are happening. I need like quad box. I, I need it all.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that. Who would you? Who would be your Chris Hansen if you got one pick?
0: If I had, hmm, like I would love for it to be a niche, but I wouldn't want to take a niche away from from actually calling a game. Like, I would, I would. yeah. Because here's yourself. the thing: like,
1: this is bigger, this is bigger than just you a niche. I mean, si- sincerely, it would be one of those things that could only be broadcasted on like the lacrosse network. I don't know who else. Well,
0: that's listen, if it's yes. Well, like, let's say, let's say we go lack sports net. I don't even know if Lax sports net's still a thing anymore, but if it is Travis Eldridge at Lax sports net, I like, I think that he could, yeah. he, he could handle that. And listen, I would be much more willing to spend like 10 bucks a month for lac sports net. If they gave us a college lacrosse red zone, as opposed to doing like five bucks a month for Big Ten Plus, although we're going to get to this in a bit, the Big Ten's fucking wide open this year, so Big Ten Plus might actually be worth it this year, where it's not just going to be you're spending however many dollars a month just to watch Maryland shit pump everybody. Um, yeah, if, if we did something like that on last Sports, I was like trying to think, like I love cark, but it couldn't be Kark because he he wouldn't like actually pay attention to, it. like he'd end up talking about. How like Peter Garneau like drives the ball three hundred yards? Dude, one of my favorite things that Kark does every single time that Peter Garneau gets brought up during a Virginia game always slides in that he drives the ball three hundred yards when he golf's. Um, <laughs> I'm, so ta- I'm telling you, every like everyone who listened to me heard hear, everyone who heard me say that right there. The next time Kark's on a Virginia call, you're gonna notice it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like the Adler shark bite
0: yeah exactly yeah um yeah. so no but, yeah I, do, uh, I totally
1: agree we do need to have a uh a red zone it would just make it would just make it everything better and even just like if you have like espn plus like we're just games on like espn2 U, all being able to get them onto like the four quad boxes and like i just think in today's day and age every single roku fubu whatever the hell it is you should have a quad box automatically ready to go update that shit like it should just be a necessity at this point
0: yeah i did see um so i think someone mentioned where the if you have espn plus and an apple tv yes you're able to do that here's the thing i don't have an apple tv that's so what i'm, I'm saying everybody's sh- like, everybody but, should like have, yeah yeah but like but like don't tell me oh well if you have espn plus and an apple tv you can do it because i don't have that so like i don't yeah. give a shit about that
1: If you have Apple Plus and if you have ESPN Plus and Apple Plus, you probably also have like a trampoline in your backyard and
0: a pool. I mean, just
1: like drag more that you're loaded.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In Um, ground for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah. So listen, huge, huge weekend and probably one of the more chaotic that we saw in, in quite some time. So, I mean, just a couple upsets for you here. So Maryland, they lose their first, uh, this was their first regular season loss in damn near like this weekend right now coming up will be three years since their first, since their last regular season loss. So, you know, Maryland went off 2022 undefeated 2021. They only lost that game uh, the championship game to Virginia. Then you go back to 2020 right before COVID ended. They, uh, they dropped a, a regular season game there, but so they go down, 12 to 7 to Loyola. So huge upset for the Greyhounds. Um, one where again, this right hand up this is this is on us. We previewed this game heading into the weekend wondering what like what the the status, what the future of the Loyola program looked like because if you were to bet if you were to find any lines on this game, It looked like Maryland was about to wax Loyola by double digits. I believe if there were to be lines on it, it would be somewhere near like eight and a half. Um, So Loyola getting all sorts of disrespect hanging into that game. Mm -hmm. They take down a team that hasn't lost the regular season game in three years. Yeah. Greyhounds. Greyhounds are back.
1: I'll get into this when we talk about the weekend preview, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of teams are back. Are they back? The McNaney situation, McNaney, um, you know, I, I've had a, a toxic relationship with Logan McNaney where two years ago, I think I was just outright saying he sucked last year. I took everything I knew back um, Torn ACL. He has, he's out for the year. So I'm not going to be too hard, but 20 ACL or not, he couldn't stop a beach ball. That's like, that's, no. a, that's, a, that's a fact, right? That's not being it, easy. It was,
0: it was, it was, listen, here's the thing. Like, it's, it was not a good day for Logan McNaney. I don't have, uh, like, he has, the actual-
1: you have the, you have the I, like, I had a torn ACL. So, like, you have, like, the, like, toughness shit, whatever. Like, so a little part of me is like, how, how much should we look, how hurt was he at the start of the game? Right. Cause cl- playing with the torn ACL is just not easy. So, like, maybe he just shouldn't have played at all. How hurt was he going into the game? Luke Weirman still fucking got the job done. Like, he, he's the best face-off guy in college across for all I'm concerned. Um, I'm not so sure how
0: much to look into this Maryland loss. So I, I think the one thing – so one, like McNamee, just – he he had a really bad – so five saves on the day. And what was worse is that, like, you think about all the – like. Wh- close game, close game, close game. All of a sudden, like Loyola would just get these like transition, like so many transition goals right in a way where like Maryland couldn't get a single stop in transition if they tried. And I couldn't really tell if it was like, I don't think it was necessarily like bad transition defense. It's just like they gave up an outside shot in transition. You're kind of hoping that your goalie who's, you know, national champion winner would, would stop someone. And he just couldn't get any of those stops. So um I think that, their their woes defensively in this game you might not be able to look into that much considering like you don't know how much the the torn ACL actually did uh impact McNamee or not and you know listen shout out to Logan McNaney he won a national championship brought the team to another um you know great great player and it's, it sucks that he's gonna miss a season didn't have a great game last week Dude, I think the one thing though where you can start to really look into with this Maryland loss, and this is something where we didn't, we probably should have made a bigger deal out of this when it happened, but like they don't have a number one on offense anymore. Like I think that the moment that Makar got the the number one jersey, I think that that should have been a bigger sign to us that like this is kind of what's gonna be not expected out of Maryland all season. Like I'm sure that they're still going to have some huge offensive performances, but like we should probably get used to the fact that they don't have a Rambo or a Bernhardt or a, a Wisnowskis on offense this year. Like they just don't have that guy where if shit's going down, you know, you can put the ball on his stick and it's going to end up in the back of the net. Like they, they just, they don't have that guy. And uh, like, I want to kind of choose my words a little carefully here because there are some really solid, offensive players on that roster. Um, you know, Owen Murphy is, is a, a, a great player. Uh, you know, Kyle long probably I think has the best vision in, in college across. Um, you know, I think that Eric Spanos is a name that if you're a Maryland fan, like that's the future of your offense right there moving forward. But like, they just don't have that Brambo, Bernhardt, Wisnowski sky right now.
1: And, To be fair, I didn't think that they had it last year with with Wisnowskis. Proved me wrong. He got got the numbers up. But it's not really like he was at the (laughs) forefront of people's minds as a uh, Toriton award winner last year until, like, what, week five, I would say? Week six? Like, it's not like people came in being like – everyone was saying O'Neill, Schellenberger, Kavanaugh, same same names as this year. So the number one for Maryland can emerge – um, I do think you brought up some good names. I mean, I, I think that Eric Murphy, uh, Owen Murphy's a stud. Uh, Daniel Kelly, Jack Brennan, just malts. So I think that they just have like very, very good lacrosse players. I, I've compared it in the past, like Villanova basketball, where it's just the cohesiveness of Maryland. Um, I, I, I'm seriously not worried about them at all. I honestly, I want to, want to save, I want to save some takes for our buy sell segment.
0: Do you, are are is the take that you kind of have rattling around in your head right now, saying that maybe this loss for Maryland is the best thing that could have happened to them?
1: Look, the loyal, the loyal goalie played the game of his life. Played the game of his nineteen saves against the number two team in the country. 70, 70 plus per- save percentage. Maryland wins eighty percent of the faceoffs. And they're not just getting like a backup goalie that's coming into the cage. Like, I get you, like national champion, Logan McNaney. Teddy Dolan's a really fucking good goalie. The kid started
0: when he was a freshman. There you go.
1: Yeah, like he the kid's a stud. He was an American East Defensive Player of the Year. If he, he probably could have gone to a lot of schools right away, you're gonna be our fifth-year goalie. He wanted him to go to Maryland, he wanted to probably chase a national championship, didn't really care if he was a backup, got a good degree. He didn't care. Like, he, Maryland's getting a, they have the, I'll say it right now, Teddy Dolan's going to get drafted by in the PLL after, after this year. Like, he's going to be a name that emerges as one of the best goalies in the country. And I'm not going to be surprised if he, he's in, finishes like top three All American. That's my, that's, that's, that's some high praise. I think his brother started mm-hmm. at Maryland where it was the Phantom goal against Virginia. Um, I think that Teddy Dolan's going to be a name that everybody has um, in their mock drafts and has as one of the best goalies in the country at the, at the end of the year. I truly do played at Binghamton and no name. So I, I don't know. I think that Maryland's going to be just fine.
0: Liz, I, I think that Maryland's going to be just fine too. I think that, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe a loss here to a, uh an unexpectedly good Loyola team. Um, And and we'll see a little bit more of Loyola this weekend when they have Hopkins. I think, you know, it's, it's, they haven't lost in fucking forever. So maybe it's good to kind of get them reset, refocused here. But I will say that I, I I think though, that the big 10 this year, the gap is definitely the, the gap is, is getting a little bit closer. Like last year, the gap was astronomical. Yeah, the only way for it to go was to get closer. Last year was astronomical. There was never any doubt that Maryland would kick the shit out of any other team in the Big Ten. This year, you look around, and Hopkins, listen, obviously, so we're recording this on Wednesday. It's coming out on Thursday. This is right after Hopkins just lost and and gave up a a multi-goal lead uh, to UNC. But on Saturday... Hopkins was as back as they've ever been before. Where they take down Georgetown, um, a nice little thirteen to twelve win for George, or for Hopkins. They went to two and zero. Um, Hopkins is just playing some really good ball right now. Granted, they didn't finish strong in the second half against UNC, but Hopkins is playing really well. Ohio State's going to be a really good team. Uh Michigan was playing Virginia as tight as could be. I thought that. That I thought that if if any team. Michigan had the easily, easily the best loss of the weekend. Um, like you look at what they did last year where, you know, they start off the season seven and O playing against a bunch of shit bags. Like, I think that losing what well, I think the final score there was 17 to 13 to Virginia, yep. even though they, they kept it to like a one goal game for the longest time before Connor Schellenberger remembered that he's the best player in the world right now. Um, but to keep it that close with Virginia for that long, infinitely more impressive than anything that they did to start the season last year. So Michigan's going to be a good team. Uh, Penn state, I don't know. They, they ended up losing to Villanova over the weekend. They looked good against Lafayette, but I feel like anyone can look good against Lafayette. So we'll still see about Penn state, but do the big Ten, like right now, the big 10, I'm not going to say that it's wide open. It's still, the big 10 still runs through Maryland and until another big 10 team takes down Maryland, like that'll always be the case. I'm just saying though, that the gap is, is much tighter than it was last year.
1: Yeah. Like I think that Maryland, when they go undefeated in big 10 played this year, it's going to be with a lot closer games than it was last year. So if that's closing the gap. Cause I just don't think. I'll, I'll hold back some takes, but. Are we going to slow down on the Hopkins' back stuff? Because I, I admit I was wrong. They're not as bad or, like, as not back as they were. But – Well, so I, I think that we most, actually – the if, if they beat Virginia or Maryland once, I said they have to get the Georgetown win and they have to get one more. So if they beat Virginia or Maryland, I will firmly call them back
0: but i think that we actually nailed that take it looked ri- it looked bad for us on saturday after they take down georgetown although to be fair we've also said that georgetown is frauds i did you said that they're frauds i said that they're they're on you got to show me Right. You got, got it. This is a big time show me year for the Georgetown Hoyas. Um, and like you think back to their now their last two games, they blow a big lead that they had against Delaware uh, in the tournament last year. They come out and they open up their season against Hopkins. They blow a lead against Hopkins. Uh, so Georgetown. Yeah, I, I think they were a show me team before this game. Creeping a little bit closer to this. It's it's one game. I'm not ready to put them on fraud alert yet, but they're at least on fraud watch. I'll put them on fraud watch, not fraud alert, or whichever one, which one is is more serious when it comes to the tornado? If the, is a tornado. Is a tornado watch worse than a tornado oh, alert? yes,
1: tornado watch.
0: Wait, yes. Whichever one means that it's not like, Whichever one means that the tornado is not there. So I, I'll put them on fraud watch, not alert. Um, but back to where we're saying about Hopkins, I feel like we nailed that take where we said, though, that they are Texas football, where mm-hmm. they'll have those big moments where everyone's like, we're back, we're back, we're back, right? The band's playing, uh, you know, the the crowd's chanting, we want more. And then mm-hmm. you follow that up. With a loss loss against, yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, listen, that that game against Georgetown, super exciting game, comes down to the wire. Feel a little bad for Tucker Dordovic, who had a a great debut for the Hoyas, five goals on the day. But, like, dude, I, I don't really know what Georgetown's thinking when it's, like, everything we've ever seen from Tucker Dordovic is the kid fucking scores goals, like, like no other, the final possession of a game, you might not want to set him up to throw a skip pass because like no one's ever like, yo, Tucker Dordovic's the best distributor we've ever seen. The guy's got great vision. Guy can just hit, hit yeah. skips. Like it's nobody's business, right? He just fills the back of the net. So I don't know. It seems like, I don't, I don't know if that was a Tucker Dordovic just trying to, a little too much dip on his chip trying to, to be the hero in his debut um, or if that was a plan or what that was, but just something that Georgetown probably needs to figure out in the future where, listen, the guy can give you five goals in a game. Just don't make him try to find a skip pass in the final possession of a one goal game. Cause that's just not his game.
1: Yeah. I bet he probably was expecting like an early slot or something clearly and was trying to play a little bit of hero ball, trying to be LeBron James Look Le- like LeBron James hero being like probably like throwing a pass that maybe he's not he- he's not used to making all the time. So I I agree. I think that think that's a bad last possession for Georgetown. I feel bad for Dortvik. Um, amazing debut. Besides that, obviously want to get a dub after that. But uh, maybe that's need the George- uh, a loss that Georgetown needed to be honest. Um, I-, I think this loss will only do good for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, they've got a gauntlet coming up here. They've got they they, so they start off so Penn starts off their season. So luckily I mean they're catching Penn on their first week of of the Ivy League season, but they have Penn this weekend. Uh they've got Notre Dame the week after that, Princeton, a pesky Richmond team. They've got high point, Lehigh, Denver, Providence, Marquette, Loyola. So so like do like their season doesn't really start to slow down until they get so that I guess they open up their first uh, their first Big East game against Denver, and then the rest of their Big East schedules like where it slows down for them a little bit. So they've got they've got a solid month here of going through the gauntlet. So you would hope that that loss is is a loss that they need, but I for some reason I don't feel like it's going to be the only one that they have.
1: No, but also. I think a wake up call is needed when you have all like I think wake up calls when you have so such high expectations. There's such there's good there's things as good losses or good things can come from
0: losses. Um, so I think I think that Georgetown. I mean, I, I, I listen. I I know I know what you're saying. I just think that you you would hope that it doesn't. It's not like the first the first game of the season it's never going to be a must win um there were a lot of good things there i think i think though what we saw is like it's going to be a lot of tucker Dordovic grand bunny junior and then like like what what else is there after so they they just have to figure out what else is there after um meanwhile i mean dude hopkins looked really good in that game um i i I've, I've been saying it for the past couple of days now i think that uh, adding John Crawley to that staff is huge. Uh, I think that, you know, they play with a lot of offensive creativity, a lot of guys who can get the ball into the back of the net. Uh, Russell Melendez obviously had a, had a huge game. Uh, I love Brendan Grimes and I love, uh, uh, who's they, have got that big, big Canadian freshman right now. I think his last name's Carlton or Matt Kyle is, is that, I don't know. Kid, kid's a freshman and he's fucking huge. Um, get just able to put his shoulder down. Get top side. So uh, Hopkins looked great in that game. They looked great in the first half of the UNC game. Uh, then UNC just comes out and puts a nice little. I think they went. I think they outscored Hopkins eight to one in the second half of that game. So you got any any anything on on Hopkins, Georgetown or Hopkins, UNC to? around that, yeah, one I think now. that
1: i think you got to give uh hopkins their what, what's it called not giving them, them their praise give them their whatever hopkins deserves it um i agree i think that is going to be a hell of a head coach for some program they're gonna be very lucky um we'll probably eventually even come back to hopkins and coach them um back and just uh this delight but my biggest takeaway from both games honestly is i just think that unc is very very underrated that's an upset in itself, really, if we're talking about upsets all weekend long, was UNC over uh, Johns Hopkins, technically. I think that UNC is great. I think they have a good balance between these. They have this highly impressive, high ranking freshman class last year that was a little disappointing with Chris Gray. They are all sophomores now. Now you have like some senior leaders, um, some transfers, um, like you got like McGovern, Goldsmith, Tillman that. Can help these young guys. I think that UNC is going to make some noise this year. And I think that the ACC, I mean, it's not a hot take that they're the best conference, but I think there's just going to be some noise in the ACC with
0: them and Syracuse can just like fuck some shit up. You know what I mean? let it, let it be known that the crease dive is the first yeah. podcast to say that the ACC is the best conference in college lacrosse this year. Um, I think, no, I, year. I, I agree. I, I think that they're a good dark horse team to be, yes. uh, like I, I think heading into the season, you look at the ACC and you immediately think probably Virginia, Notre Dame, Duke, then you probably put Syracuse ahead of UNC just because of the hype around Spelina. Um, So I I don't know if, if it would have been crazy to say at the beginning of the year that UNC on paper would have been the worst team in the ACC, obviously still have a whole lot of lacrosse left. uh, But listen, like any, any team you can throw out in front of Colin Krieg, I think is, is going to be okay. I think that Krieg uh, is, is a stud. Definitely one of the best goalies in college across. I think that, what, dude, he gets so many. He backs up so many shots. I, I, I don't know. Obviously, they don't keep track of the stat, but if they did, I mean, he gets them so many extra possessions. Um, a lot of huge saves, big time saves, and big time moments as well. And yeah, I mean, they're just pretty. They've got a lot of depth. They got a lot of guys. They might not have like a superstar, and like they're they're not going to have anyone who's going to be in the mix of a and finalist. Uh, but they have a lot of guys who can do their job and, and put points on the board. So, uh, you know, they've – yeah, uh, depth is definitely big for them.
1: Yeah, and their defense is phenomenal. The like, Kid Barton is a fucking stud. He's going to be a future PLL player. I-, I really like what I saw out of UNC, and I know it's like an overreaction to, like, Hopkins or whatever, but I think that they're going to steal some wins against teams and can probably, like, make a push for the tournament which it's crazy to say that about UNC, but given last year when you saw like UNC and Syracuse, those were kind of like wins at the top of the conference and the ACC had to have, it couldn't really have a slip up against one of those teams.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another ACC team who, you know, they, they drop a game after this is another, another tough take for us uh, that, that we're going to have to put our hand up and and say that we fucked up. Uh, But February Duke, was, was back in full effect last weekend. So for the second year in a row, Duke goes down to Jacksonville. Uh, now, listen, I, I don't know is if this is – maybe this is just the script, right? But, you know, if, if – I don't think either team necessarily wants to follow the same script as last year, right? Duke not getting into the tournament. Jacksonville, after being the America's team for so many weeks, they didn't even make the tournament. Uh, but – running back the same thing as last year. What's crazy about this game though is that no goals out of Walbaum or nothing from uh I, did, I don't even know if Walbaum played in this game. I don't think that he did. Uh but then also no goals out of Dylan Watson. So, you know, you think about like the two biggest names for Jacksonville who would do the most damage, be the the biggest offensive threats, uh and and they weren't the ones who got the job done against Duke. Uh, it was just, you know, another just a cast of characters getting the job done um and yeah i mean duke just has they got finn fever
1: yeah nobody in their life has ever been more wrong about something than i was about duke i just did that and honestly it's like it's nobody in the locker room's fault like brendan o'neill not his fault uh, i not not your fault like you all did your jobs i didn't do my job i couldn't keep my fucking mouth shut for the life of me as soon as the words left my mouth greatest team ever assembled. I knew for a fact that it was always the Finn's money line. Uh, it was the biggest
0: mush in the history of college across. try to look look back right now. All right. So so they did go undefeated in February in 2021. Uh 2020 they opened up with a loss against Air Force. 2019 was the loss to high point 2018 was the loss to Penn so yeah I mean 2021 the only year in the past five or so or however many that Duke hasn't dropped a game in February considering last year was like the first year that they didn't make the tournament I wouldn't say it's it's much to worry about for Duke uh, but what I will say is that for the time being, Jacksonville is their daddies. Like, there's nothing that they can oh, say about a, that.
1: Without a doubt, I, there's a uh, and the, and the, the craziest part, in my opinion, about the game was that nobody really played bad for Duke. Like everybody kind of did their job. Like you, you, like it's not like there was one stat or something that I honestly I haven't. Like I don't know if it's with the ground ball battle or something like that was, but like goalies face off points. Like you got what you wanted out of O'Neill, you got three goals out of Dyson, you got one and one out of Macadory. Denanza puts home two. It's not like like they controlled the face off x. Like what else? If you like, if you said all, if you looked at the stat sheet and you said who won this game, you'd say Duke.
0: but you're you're just not factoring in the 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 daddy factor there. That's uh, yeah,
1: the da- I mean the daddy factor it's it's insane. I mean yeah, the Dolphins just Denowski is going to have to retire pretty soon if
0: he just keeps losing to Jacksonville. Now, I I wonder is is there is there a long con here, right? Is is there You know, is is there any deal in place between Jacksonville and Duke where, you know, maybe here's the thing, Donowski might, might retire soon from, from Duke, but where do people go to retire? They go to Florida. Maybe he wants to, you know, go down and, you know, listen, get, getting a little bit older. Maybe he just wants to be an assistant. Maybe he wants to go hang out with John Galloway down in in Jacksonville. uh, And, you know, he can kind of help build up the hype for that Jacksonville program now, to make his job easier in the future. Maybe there's, there could be something going on there, a little something shady.
1: No, that's, that's a, that's a good way to look. I was thinking more of like, Hey, Danowski like puts this game together so he can get like the February Duke woken up, um, give, like give Danowski. And then he, maybe he wants Galloway to be the next Duke coach or make Matt or make Matt think that he does. It's not just a shoe in for you, Matt, you know, you really got to work on this offense. You know, there's, there's some things working. There's some things working behind the scenes for sure.
0: Yeah. Fucking nepotism makes me sick. I love
1: it. It's the <laughs> best. It's the best. Because, uh, because if somebody succeeds with nepotism, you're like nepotism rocks. And as soon as someone as soon as someone doesn't succeed with nepotism, you only got the fucking job because you're dad. You only got the job because of your uncle. I love it. It's hilarious
0: in sports. Right. Well listen, Jacksonville is a lacrosse school, so good for the Finns. Big big win for them. Um, and, and we'll see what they do throughout the rest of the season. Uh, definitely one of the better mid-major teams in, in the country this year, but I'll say right now, I'm not giving them the title of America's team just yet. No, because you want to know team? you want to know who that title belongs to right now. It's the Merrimack Warriors, yeah. baby. Dude. This team coming in three and zero to start the season, big win over Hofstra to start the year, a little come from behind win. They spank Holy Cross fourteen to nine. I actually have a question, uh, and you know this kind of goes back to we doesn't have to just be about Merrimack. We can talk more about Holy Cross later, but then they also put a nice little beat down on LIU fifteen to nine this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we keep talking about Merrimack. Actually, no, we'll talk about Merrimack, then we'll go back to this. Uh, but Merrimack, 3-0 to start the year. Uh, I mean, just looking really good. The the Rooney brothers just leading the way here offensively. Uh, both guys with a bunch of goals and and, you know, I think they have 18 points between the three or the two of them uh through these three games. This is just a, it's a team full of dogs, right? A guy. Group of guys who just get after it. Uh, the goalie looks like an absolute fucking psychopath. There was a little little clip of him on social just smacking the shit out of his own face with a stick. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Love, love a good psychopath goalie. Need those guys. Uh, they look good. They've got the highest shorts that I've ever seen in – in the history of shorts. I need to know what the inseam is there. I think the average inseam on this team has to be like three and a half, a lot of thighs out, uh, which is tough for these guys uh, up in new England. Right. It's Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, global warming shout out global warming. Definitely. It's, it's not the coldest winter we've ever dealt with, but temperatures are still dropping later at night. Uh, These guys still just rocking thighs out. So Merrimack right now, they're a wagon. They're three and oh, they're generating a lot of buzz around the nation. Uh, and listen, I, I think that they can they can make some noise here.
1: Yeah, I. So obviously, when I'm, I don't know what to think of the Merrimack hype. You're kind of selling me on the Merrimack hype, which makes me think that there's some behind the scenes workings with you and Merrimack. Because when well, they they like, sent well, me a sweatshirt. Yeah. So this this whole Merrimack <laughs> propaganda, like I'm trying to get behind, but I'm just like I'm looking at it. I'm trying to find the answer. I'm trying to see the vision. I'm like. Why is Merrimack uh, America's team this year? And then I saw it; it was staring at me right, right in the face. Their top three leading scorers are all from Long Island, so that what made it think was like, yeah, of course it's America's team. Long Island is America. Um, Long Island is lacrosse. So that that that's that's the only thing that uh, Merrimack has going for me is that their uh, top scorers
0: are from Long Island. And that and that's fair enough. Listen. I- Long Island families are are a great time. Uh, love to see them out of tailgates. They can bring the juice to any stadium that they're in. So I would love to see Merrimack make a, make a good run here and get to the tournament. Would love to see all those Long Island families just go nuts. If, if Merrimack wins the America East and gets themselves into the tournament. Um, I also think like the America East, like whatever team is doing the best in the America. East, I feel like, ends up being the de facto America's team, right? It was Albany mm-hmm. uh, for all those years. Like, like the America East is just a, it, it, it is just a, a, a greasy gritty, uh, but with like a lot of flash mixed in there as well. The conference in general, um, fun conference to watch, fun conference to root for. So whoever's winning the America East, it's hard not to root for that team.
1: You also had the Mercers. You had Jacksonville. Was there any other teams last year that
0: were America's team? Well, Mercer more so just because of Sean Goldsmith. Still. Then 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 I don't I don't know. Like obviously the the the, the Mercer Hive sours the Mercer. Um but like that was like that was almost a meme. Uh, wow. the, the, okay, so that's, Mercer, wow. Mercer, Mercer's a meme. To, and I, no disrespect because coach Danahy, absolute stud. He's going to build a great program in Mercer. They're not there yet. He's in his first year there. It's going to take a, a few years to bring that around. But the Mercer of, of the past few years was, was America's meme team. I think the Merrimack there's, I think that there's legitimacy behind it.
1: There. Is, speaking of America's team. You know how we talk about the, Therio, Theriot from Brown being the people's goalie. And Lark, I found a goalie that has stolen my heart. And I think I might have to get him on next episode. I haven't really cleared this with you. Um, I'm actually going to pull this. I'm going to do something for the first time. This is why you subscribe to the YouTube. Go to the YouTube right now. Uh, I'm going to show you this goalie that the Lacrosse Network, uh, they they posted this on their TikTok. So shout out to them. it's, It's from the Syracuse Holy Cross game. I don't know if you've seen this.
0: Wait, so is it going to be Dawson Friars of... So that's... So he had the behind the back
1: yeah. right there, right? Wait. So he makes a save. Goes behind the back, behind the back. you have to do dome. You got to show off a little bit, right? So I, I respect that. But they fast forward. This is, this is the best. He makes a clean one-on-one save. <laughs> <It> was PTP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <He> goes <"TTV." laughs> Um so, so if you're listening to just audio right here, uh first of, I mean just go to TLN's Instagram account or TikTok. They probably posted it everywhere. Um, but yeah, so Ho Crow goalie, Dawson Friars, uh <laughs> just Throws a nice little outlet pass behind the back, completely behind his own end line. Um, that's what I wanted to ask you about, though. So this was I, I forgot that he had the the behind the back little pickup. Um silky smooth makes a lot of makes a lot of really good in tight saves. Like this kid plays with an edge to him. He's got that flair. But at the same time, I don't know how I feel about a goalie wearing 99. Now, if there were any goalie out there who could pull off 99 it's this cat right here. Who's just kid plays this, the the position with reckless abandon doesn't give a single fuck. You throw a behind the back pass like that. You don't give a shit. So I do think that, I don't know. I'm not crazy about goalies in general, wearing, wearing high numbers, right? I, I think that there's a, uh s- s- someone out there. Oh, uh Syracuse goalie. Where's where's 88. Not even like that crazy about that. Uh, ninety nine, definitely, de- definitely threw up some red flags to me. But watching the way that the kid plays, I do think that he's he fits the bill for a ninety nine.
1: I I think. So the thing, the thing that cracks me. Oh God, this guy is he makes some plays, and you're like, how did he end up at t- Holy Cross? Like this guy is good, and then he reminds you. Of- <laughs> <laughs> he reminds you when he does, goes behind the back with this stick he's just, showing just off the dome. it's almost like he's trying to put on a show so then he could go somewhere else next year like he's like i'm at the dome this is my i'm on national tv like i'm not on the patriot league network baby i'm, I'm on I'm on espn i
0: mean yeah it, like it is like you know all eyes are on you because all eyes are going to be on Spalina. so just by default if Spalina's playing against you all eyes are going to be on you so yeah i mean you might as well make a little name for yourself and uh if just launching the ball btb out of bounds is is going to get the job done it's going to get the job done i have to imagine that he is an absolute fucking nightmare to deal with in the locker room i like there's not a chance that he shuts up for a single second
1: uh you froze on me
0: oh well i i I said that 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 cat's got to be a nightmare to deal with in the locker room
1: Oh yeah, I mean, when you wear ninety nine and you film BTBs left and right, you don't know what the guy's next move is gonna be.
0: Um, imagine,
1: I will... imagine a night out. Imagine a night out in Worcester, Massachusetts with that guy. You're just like, where where did he go?
0: Like, what's his next uh, move? I'm I'm also going to imagine that he's the biggest uh, shampoo mooch in in team showers. This, the, I, I, he's a guy who definitely has never showed up to team showers with his own body wash and shampoo. Always, okay, so always bumming it off the guy next to him.
1: I was going to guess he's like your roommate and you're looking at like, you're like, Oh, I just ran out of body wash. I just like need to borrow someone's really quick. And you go to Dawson's and he has like the eight in one container where it's just like body wash, <laughs> toothpaste, mouthwash, just like everything you need. M-
0: motor oil. On. Yeah,
1: what are you talking about yeah yeah yeah. you need some gas just put it in there
0: uh all right well you know what? yeah get get that kid on um again I'm, I'm not crazy about a goalie wearing 99 i think that there's some sort of sacrilege to it but i also think that he plays the game like such uh a, a maniac Sac- yeah yeah um but End of the story is that uh, Merrimack is America's team and uh, better better get on that Mack wagon, Dukes, before it's too late. Maybe they'll send you a, a hoodie.
1: Yeah, I'm going to wait for another team now. Bro. Fuck the Mac. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, who said that?
0: Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, some, American
1: East, some American East listener right now can win my heart over. Just saying.
0: Ian McKay? Vermont. Just throwing it out there um but yeah any anything else from uh from this past weekend that we didn't get to oh uh well, listen, speaking of people being dead wrong about their uh about some of their takes, Joey Spolina had a nice little ten goal weekend to uh to to silence the critics. For the time being, so uh, five goals against Albany on Friday night, five goals against Holy Cross on Sunday. I uh, really didn't get a chance to watch much of the Holy Cross game with Super Bowl Sunday, don't want to talk about the Super Bowl either. Um, but that Friday night game against Albany, Syracuse looked good, man. I, and, and I don't know, you know, I can't imagine, like, Albany's not the greatest competition anymore. Um, but I mean, they, they put a beat down on them. That was a, you know, that that was a bully game from Syracuse Looked like they were definitely playing with a little, little extra anger after uh, you know, some of the stuff that they were probably hearing throughout the week leading up to it. Uh, I think that uh, wasn't the Jackson Burt whistle kid going to be a problem for defenses in, in the ACC this year. Like if you're clued in on hilts and Spelina, um, you know, you're going to kind of forget about Burt whistle from time to time and he's going to make you pay. So uh, Spelina silencing critics and Syracuse look, look really good this weekend.
1: I think Cole curse is just a man. Uh, I think, yeah, he's a
0: dude. Dude, the, The curse family is just fucking mutants, man.
1: He's fucking I, – I was very, very impressed with him Uh, Friday against Albany. Um, watched a little bit of the Holy Cross game. But, man, I think that, like, his presence and his leadership for that team and that young team is just going to do wonders. Um, And even just speaking – who else was I thinking of when I – Yeah, I mean, but just – oh, Spelina. Yeah, let's – he he can score goals, but I only saw two assists out of him this year. Selfish? Ball hog? Locker room cancer. That's what that's what the, the I'm gonna get ahead of that one. All right. Um I think that I think that what lacks Twitter. I need somebody come to come up with a take that like he's just like a ball hog or something. Because he only has two assists. I need some hot take out there. I can't do it because I love
0: him. He probably right now has the fewest assists out of any twenty-two. In Syracuse history,
1: without a doubt. So about a certain twenty-two, how many games he played? But yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Oh fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that they gave him. I forgot that they gave him twenty-two.
1: That's what made the whole thing so bad. Yeah, that's what added to it a little bit. Was just like, oh my god, Um, that was a shit show.
0: My cell. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move into buy, sell our first segment of the week. Uh, Dukes, how about you get us, you got to start it off here. Who, who are you buying? I am
1: buying stock in Teddy Dolan. I think that some people are going to look at this being like, Oh, Maryland just lost their goaltending, uh, their national championship goalie, the goalie that led them to two national championships in two years, Teddy Dolan, Maryland fans, calm down. He's going to be just fine. Um, I also have a, I have a big thing for mid-major goalies that see a lot of shots. So we're talking like the Brett Dobson's that get like 20 saves a game. Um, Even like Will Mark, the Syracuse goalie right now, you've got a shit ton of saves. I think there's something to be said about goalies that have high save percentage, high number of saves with a weaker defense in front of them. Um, So Teddy Dolan had that for about four years. Um, And yeah, I think that, like I said earlier, this is what I wrote down in my notes: was that he'll be a All American when it's all said and done, honorable yeah. mention of some sort. He will be a PLL draft pick, and uh, yeah, I'm buying stock in Teddy Dolan, Garden City. Uh,
0: I'll be I'll be honest. I I thought that this was just going to be a a, a suck fest for Garden City the whole time that you mentioned them. But the the point of a mid major guy who transfers out, who's already seen a ton of like that, pretty pretty valid point on your end. So. I'm glad that you went there because then I was just gonna have to figure out a way to like shit on Garden City. What I will say is, uh, how many saves did you end up having on Jared Newman? Or, or like, what, what, what did he? What was the final of that challenge? He missed. Goal challenge? He, he missed some shots. Honestly, yeah, I think he just didn't. Right, know. but but what, but what was the final on that? say so like
1: six ten. I mean, if we're saying that I'm uh, still the best goalie in Garden City history, that is correct. How many people have beat? Uh, the fastest shot competition. They got with the fastest shot in the world in a goalie challenge. I
0: only have. So when people talk. Well, what, about- I'm, what I'm saying is, is if a is, if a Garden City goalie who was was a backup could do that against Jared Newman, just imagine what Teddy Dolan could do. My, my name's down with the all-time greats.
1: <laughs> my, it's shocking that I didn't get an invite to my alumni game against Manhattan. It's shocking that I, did. I missed that email. Do,
0: do you have the most saves against Will Perry in Garden City goaltending history? Oh. I, I mean yeah, I, I all I ha- probably
1: not Gutty cuz Gutty yeah, Gutty probably slipped a few by me when I was a freshman and by a few. I mean I don't think I've probably had a single save on him. So uh, I think that there's got to be a guard city
0: goalie out there that has more on Gutty. But come on. But you but you have but you have Will Perry in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah, I I'm
1: still walking him right now.
0: <laughs> uh, well if I'm buying anything in college across right now, I am buying the parity. Uh, it's it's been a while since we've had this, I think, you know, the past few years, I've, I've been a little bit down on, on the fact that, uh, been down on the college across regular season. I think that, you know, Virginia and Maryland have been so far and away the best teams in the nation that wasn't worth getting your hopes up for anything during the regular season. I think that right now, uh, listen, Virginia still very much a wagon and yeah, sure. It was only one loss for, for Maryland. So he can't, look too much into it. Uh, but I do think that there are a lot of really good teams in college across this year. I think, you know, having a team like Hopkins, who might not be all the way back yet, but at the very least, they're going to be pesky all year. Um, Michigan is going to be pesky all year. You've got these schools like at Jacksonville, like in Merrimack, who have the ability to be pesky all year. Uh, I think that, you know, with the transfer portal, I think that there is a lot of parity in college across this year. So uh, if, if last Saturday was any indication, uh, it's it's going to be a a nice and chaotic season of college lacrosse.
1: Yeah, I think so too, and I still think the cream will rise. To, the cream will cry. Rock. The best teams will be at the top when it's all said and done. Yeah,
0: yeah. fool f- f- fool me once, shame on shame on me. Fool me fool me. Tw- you can't get fooled again. Next uh, up, who's selling?
1: <laughs> Well, uh, so my sell this week, I am selling my brain. I'm selling stock in my brain because I don't, like I said, I don't even know what I think anymore. I don't really have a take about college across. I think that I should just sell my brain to a study on how one person could be so wrong about stuff so fast. Um, I, don't, I just don't I – don't, I really don't know anything anymore. As soon as Saturday ended, I was just like, wow, look at this. we this. I'm the worst co-host. Uh, I, I had the worst takes of the weekend in college across Twitter, which is hard to do.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Stock on your brain right now, it's it's definitely down. But I, I, I might buy the dip because I, I, I know that there's a take – there's a take somewhere in there that's ready to pop off, ready to be a gold mine. So, uh, yeah, it might not be the best. I'll, I'm gonna, I'll at least sprinkle in on on the dip of of your brain going down. What's up? And just
1: going going back for those that have listened or the, to those that have followed me uh, on my journey the past couple of years, people know how low my my the brain of my stock has been. We're looking at COVID levels, brain dead right now. We're looking at like you could get like maybe a a dime to the dollar on how bad my brain stock is. So that that says a lot.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing. You got to be just like Spelina, right? Even if the goals aren't dropping, you still got to fire off 15 more takes. So shoot or shoot. Um, I am going to sell the 10 man ride and not the critically acclaimed uh, newsletter that is sent out by our, Good pal Joe Keegs every week, uh, but the actual literal 10-man ride in lacrosse, I think that it is the dumbest decision that teams still make. I, I think that it's – you know we saw it get dunked on Tuesday night. Tim Marcio with a nice little 65-yard bomb to the back of the net after UNC goes out with a 10-man ride, Colin Krieg out of the cage. Uh, I just think with stick technology today where you can have a goalie or a pole – be able to, to just rip an 80 yard dart at, at any given moment. I think that there's just, there's so much risk involved with the 10 man ride these days that weren't quite there 15 years ago. Uh, so I feel like we've been seeing a lot more of these full field goals because of the 10 man ride. Listen, there there might be a time here and there where you can break it out, where it's going to confuse A a team's clear, Uh, but if you're just going 10-man, 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 it's only a matter of time before you get dunked on with a full-field goal like Tim Marseille and Hopkins had against uh, UNC. So selling the 10-man ride, but again, not the newsletter that you should sign up for from Joe Keeks. Good sell. Um,
1: Mid-major, major major
0: performance. All right. Uh, My mid-major, major performance this week uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slow my roll on uh, on on the Merrimack love here, but I will say, Air Force out of the A Sun, Air Force ripping off a win to start off their season against Denver. Uh, good for the what, what, what are they? Are they cadets? Air Force cadet. What what is what is the? Air? I feel like I should know that. I feel like they're not. Why do I think like Zags now or something? I don't know, but either way, uh, air force, they get over, a, they get over a loss against Ohio state. They come out with a nice little 12 to 10 upset over Denver. Uh, and you know, Bill Tierney's final season, little, little stumble out of the gate there. Uh, let's see here. Brandon Dodd, five goals on the game. So I guess Brandon Dodd also gets a, an extra little nod for my mid major major performance air force Falcons. Falcons, mid, okay, wow, it was way off. My mid-major, major
1: performance is a guy that hails from Florida, is a guy that played at the club Cross ranks. It's my guy, Reed Smith, former NCLA All-American stud from Florida State. He's been at Jacksonville last year and this year. Two goals, two goals against Duke this weekend, so how to give love to a club lacrosse player um it's great it's great to see someone make it out from the streets as the kids say uh the streets being the, the mcla <laughs> the mcla
0: dude speaking of florida state they uh they put out their gloves and helmets the other day they are looking crispy they're also in my top 10 uh they would probably kick the shit out of dayton if they ever played against each other uh, yeah but- I mean, maybe the
1: mcla stop fucking screwing dayton kicking us out of the tournament and everything they're just doing their very best to really fuck us left and right but yeah you're right
0: all right well reed smith and uh and and the air force falcons not the cadet i don't don't even know what the fuck that was uh congratulations on mid-major major performance you know what? Let's uh, let's let's talk about some lacrosse coming up this weekend. We've already done enough of uh, get getting into the getting into the past. We've got a huge slate of games on tap for this weekend, and that includes the Ivy League back in business. Uh, so everything gets started. We'll get started with Duke and and Denver on Friday night. So that's a, uh, well, I guess Friday, a little happy hour game, 4 p.m. on ESPNU. Uh, Duke Denver, always a good one be honest, I don't have, uh, any, not, not that there are numbers available, but I don't have the document. Right now that, that would potentially have. No, uh, I'd I, I
1: personally, personally say it's probably like a five and a half hypothetically. And I would say that in this game, do you have much thoughts? I mean, I think it's going to be cool to see Danowski and Tierney face off for the last time. together. got uh two of the best coaches type of coach, two legends in their own right. Um, I think Duke absolutely fucks and absolutely spanks Denver.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean, here's the thing: they're both coming off of off a, off a tough loss, uh, but I, I do think that you know Duke. It's, it's not like they kind of like you said, like no one really like screwed that game. It's just that you know Jacksonville had the better day. Like Duke still played really well, so it's not like there's any. There's not a ton of reason to be concerned at all for duke uh but now they they head into this game and plus it's a home game for duke Mm uh so you know they don't have to worry about travel they're a little pissed off uh brendan o'neill is still very much as unstoppable as it comes um so yeah I, i think that i think that duke wins here wins big but this this could be a big respect game right Donowski and, and, and Tierney having their last little square off against each other. So maybe there's there's a point in this game where Donowski calls off the dogs a little bit, lets it be a little closer than it otherwise would have been.
1: Good point of view. Good point of view to have. Maybe, you know, up seven with six minutes to go, put in the uh, backups, something like that. Yeah.
0: So, and then anything's possible from there. It could end up with a, you know, a quick couple goals from Denver to, to keep it tight. So that would be one that I would actually just stay away from. Am I joking about the, the respect aspect? Maybe a little bit, but I think that there's actually some of that. I
1: actually sold myself on that. I don't know if I like Duke Spanking them anymore. <laughs>
0: okay. all right. It's a great take. Um, all right. So that gets us going on love, love a good Friday happy hour game. It's it's one of my favorite ways to head into a weekend. Uh so 4 p.m. ESPNU. Uh yeah, the Saturday games. This is where the Ivy League is back. So Every Ivy team back in business, I believe. And let me tell you what, Dukes, this is this is going to be a big Saturday for you and your Harvard Crimson because out of, out of all the teams in the Ivy, the Harvard is starting off with the biggest banger. Uh, they've got Virginia. That's going to be a 4 p.m. game. So Jerry Byrne, the Harvard Crimson taking on Virginia. Uh, where how do you feel about your Like, this is. This is where this is where your brain can come back, right? If no. No, don't
1: do no 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 can't do that, I can't do that, can't do that. Because I've already sold myself on Harvard getting spanked. Virginia, it's gonna be tough to keep up with that Virginia offense. You're gonna have to have an absolute day from the X, an absolute day from the goaltending from the specialist. And I'm not so quite so sure that Harvard has a guy at the faceoff X right now. So I think just being able to get the amount of possessions that Virginia's going to be able to get, keeping up with that high-powered offense, it's going to be very tough for Harvard. So I'll, I'll get ahead of that right now. If Harvard covers and wins, forget I said any of that. But <laughs> but um, I think this is just great to start off the year for Harvard because it's it's like you play them close, there's a, it's, a, it's a good loss. You win the game, you just beat the number one team in the country. And if you just get absolutely slaughtered, you just, you're just you Jerry Bernie looking at the locker room. This is why we play the games hard in the top tough- this is where we play the out of conference schedule that we play. Nobody has the out of conference schedule that we have. You know, coaches love saying that after getting spanked. Like this is why we play the tough games in February to prepare us for May. So I've already talked myself into that. Um but yeah, I, I am big on obviously on Harvard in general this year. I just think it's a tough, tough first game.
0: Yeah, I mean listen, it's it's a good win win situation to be in for Harvard. Or I I wouldn't even say it's a win win, but a win can't lose, right? Well, like so yeah, you, you lose that game. It's it. There's there's moral victory. You can have moral victories in February.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not against that in February. Maybe maybe as we get a little closer to, little little closer to, you know, April, April. then yeah. then moral victories can take a hike but uh in the meantime uh Penn also starting off with a big game so we've got Penn and Georgetown that's a 12 o'clock game on Saturday uh looking here if there were to be any action on this game i probably say that Georgetown might be favored by one and a half um listen Georgetown needs to bounce back in a big way uh we've got uh I mean Penn Coming out of the gates here, a lot of a uh, lot of hype around Penn. Obviously, going to be a, a lot of hype around Sam Hanley all season long. People having him as you know maybe maybe the top pick in the draft coming up. Uh, so this game is going to be down in Georgetown. Uh, one and a half. I listen. I, I think. I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. I I think I would take Tucker Dordovic and Graham Bundy over Sam Hanley. Like the combination of those, yeah, this combination of those two, I think outweighs Sam Hanley. Um, So I I, kind of like Georgetown to have a good bounce back in this one.
1: Yeah, I like Georgetown in this one too, which makes me be like, if you're listening to this, you definitely should take Penn then. Uh, But yeah, I, I do like Georgetown to bounce back in this one. One that I don't know if you want to talk about, but I'll, I'll just say to the lacros- real lax rats in the Midwest out there, I'm going to be flying to Michigan tomorrow or Friday. So Friday I'll be in Michigan, and Arbor. So I start looking around. I'm going to the Michigan-Michigan State basketball game on Saturday. I start looking around. I'm like, hey, I wonder if Michigan lacrosse will be around. Michigan's playing Hofstra. If you're there in, like, the freezing cold, I will be there. So uh, Michigan-Hofstra,
0: I'll, I'll be attending. Get, get a scouting report back for the cruise star does why why am i am i picture does michigan not have an indoor facility
1: yeah they gotta have something they, they gotta have a lacrosse game going on in ann arbor
0: yeah I, I f- for some reason i feel like they i feel like i've seen them playing in a bubble before but it could have been a, yeah, it a, be like a, a notre dame
1: it might be like a notre dame situation
0: yeah um all right well so penn starting out. Off with uh with Georgetown right out of the gates huge game for them uh Harvard starting off with Virginia huge game for them the rest of the Ivy maybe not quite as much uh so the Brown Bears Brown State uh, shout out to Larkin Kemp uh the boys will be playing against Quinnipiac that should be I mean that that should be a good win to start off the year for Brown uh looking looking what other Ivy League teams get Cornell for. Albany Cornell Albany which is it typically. In, in recent history, has, has been a, a, a solid game. I don't quite think that we'll uh, we'll see the same thing this year. I think that you know Cornell should, should handle them pretty easily. Uh, looking around for a number here. Ba-da-da-da. Oh, Cornell. Yeah, can't can't find it right now, but don't need it because Cornell's just going to spank them. Um, Nova and, Yale
1: on uh, Nova Yale is on Sunday. Uh, so. I saw- nova plus two and a half hypothetically
0: yeah nova yeah i mean did think back to so what was it i think 2018 and 19 might have yeah. been back-to-back one goal wins for nova over yale uh past couple years hasn't been quite as tight uh but nova looked really good against penn state last sunday <laughs> they've got another sunday game coming up here uh they've got yale coming down to them so uh, I, yeah, I think a good test for Yale out of the gates. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that this, you know, I think that this Nova team is is pretty solid. Uh, so you know, listen. And also, and could, could be could be a nice little time to get that uh, Matt to Towerton campaign started.
1: Yeah, I think Matt Campbell's really good. I think Jessica Paul is really good. So yeah, I think Nova Nova's a good squad. I do think there's one game I do I just don't want to glance over. I wanted to talk to you about. I think this is the Fraud Bowl or like the who's back ball, Loyola versus Hopkins. And I know we touched on it a little bit. Uh, I saw Loyola hypothetically minus one and a half against Hop. Want to get your thoughts on that game. Um, I think that line says a lot about how good the numbers analytically might speak in favor of Loyola, just given the competition that, you know, Loyola only had one game against Maryland. So it looks like the people hypothetically making these lines would say, no, Loyola is – pretty legit. Um, But yeah, I'm probably going to take Loyola minus one and a half in this one. Just giving off the, I didn't expect that.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, just kind of looking at the way I think that Hopkins, this defense has been, you know, maybe not uh it, it's always going to be defense is always going to be overlooked by me just because I'm, I'm always going to focus more on the offensive side of the ball. So I don't know if the defense has been overlooked by everybody, uh, but definitely overlooked by me. I think that their six on six defense has looked really good so far this year. Um, but then looking at the way that Loyola did a lot of their damage against Maryland in transition, I'm not totally sure if, if Hopkins will be able to stop that. Um, so if Loyola can kind of do the same thing where they just run and gun, against Hopkins, then yeah, I I kinda I like Loyal in this one. (laughs) If it gets into some settled six on six ball on both sides, I I I do like the way that this Hopkins defense is like they play, do they play tough? They they get a lot of they force a lot of shot clock violations. Um, you know, even in that game against UNC, like I think they had one possession where they reset the shot like UNC offense reset the shot clock like Two different times and still uh, ended up with a shot clock file in the end. So, uh, Hopkins D, pretty good. Hopkins offense, very good. Uh, Loyola, I, I like what I saw out of them, but I'm just not, not totally silly. sure if it was the fact that, you know, Marilyn and McNaney just didn't have a great day uh, or if they are legit. So right now I've just seen more out of Hopkins. So I'll say Hopkins, but I'll also probably end up being dead wrong about that one. I do like though, the, that being the who's back bowl. So I think whoever loses that one, you're banned from being back this year. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Syracuse, Maryland.
1: I'm interested. Uh, I have some thoughts on this game. I would like to see who gets matched up. I want to see if uh, Brett maker gets uh, matched up on uh, Spolina. Because I think that someone that has, uh, I don't even know if it's McCarr, Mike, or whatever, uh, somebody that plays defense like him using a lot of body, big, strong, a man that's still in college, uh, where Joey Spolino likes to use his body and try to body people up. And Joey Spolino is going to, gonna, gonna, gonna re- if, that, if that's the matchup that they go for, I think he's going to really see the uh, the staunch difference between a senior and a freshman and how much like it, it could be like a man versus a boy from summer league last year. So that that's a matchup I'm intrigued by I mean either um, way
0: he either way he's gonna be matched up against an all-american so it's it's either gonna be sure. the car or it's gonna be Zapatello you know so like regardless like this is gonna be a, a tough matchup for him um, the but I will like the one versus 22 matchup would be so sick I, I be
1: it's never happened in history probably
0: no no never so I, I think at least for a couple possessions we need to make sure that it happens Um listen I, I think that this is a game that Syracuse riding a little high right now feeling good about themselves after two you know two good wins but not against like the greatest competition of all time uh Maryland obviously gonna be coming off off that loss to Loyola They're, they've got their you know the tails tucked between their legs right now but it's gonna spring out and just slap Syracuse in the face in this one so I, I've got I've got the terps pretty big in this game i think that this is a, a big bounce back shut the haters up game out of maryland
1: yeah i think teddy dolan's all-american campaign starts for sure and then um
0: <laughs> i think teddy dolan this might be the last game that teddy dolan plays in college because he's gonna, he's gonna go to the PLL. Oh, no, he's going get he's going teddy dolan's going straight to the pll after this game
1: he's, no i already spoke it out once this gets released it's probably gonna be released like later tonight teddy dolan's college career done because i just fucking opened my mouth and hyped him up too much not his fault. All mine. And then uh, last game, I wanted to get Ohio State minus one and a half against UNC hypothetically on Sunday. I like UNC in that one. I think the Ohio State's defense is very good. I think that Jack Myers is one of the most underrated players in college across. I think that Mitchell Pelke is really good at YouTube, um, but I, I just think that UNC is uh is gonna get this one. I was really impressed by Logan McGovern, especially you spoke highly about the Johns Hopkins defense. I think Ohio State probably has the best defense. Arguably in the Big Ten, Um, then Maryland is pretty much a toss-up for me. But um, I think UNC is going to get it done.
0: Yeah, I think this is just a big, uh, like, kind of you know SEC football, right? Like it's it's one of those ones where it's it's going to be it's a big game for both conferences. Yep. So if 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 you're an ACC fan, you got to root for the ACC because this is a big matchup between ACC and Big Ten. I think both of these teams, neither of them are at the top of their conference but both of them are are very much in the mix uh so whoever wins here that'll that'll just give uh you know that conference a little bit more strength when when it comes time for you know uh you know tournament selection and shit like that agreed uh yeah i mean a couple other good games out there but you know i can't get around to watching all of them um not on this podcast yeah, not 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 on this podcast. So, any anything else you guys are are excited about? Listen, text us right. Hit us up on on Twitter, DM us at the Crease Dive. DM us on Instagram at the Crease Dive. Ask us about games. We'll talk lax with you until till the cows come home. Uh, but just for time constraints on this podcast, can't get around to all of them. So that is, uh, I guess, week two of college lacrosse. Uh, so a lot of games Friday night. Saturday all day, Sunday afternoon. Great, great lineup of college lacrosse. Uh, dudes, we got any, anything else? We want to rank really quickly. We'll just go through because we said this last
1: episode. We ranked the top five places we've watched college uh, lacrosse, or just watched lacrosse in general. So uh, I guess I'll start it off going five to one. Okay. Number five places to watch uh, Places to watch the lacrosse game. Number five, Manhasset High School at night. You know, I'm speaking like a uh, Shamanad versus Manhasset lacrosse game, maybe even two two college programs. Garden City versus Manhasset. There's nothing like Manhasset High School at night. Some people might not like that answer, but it's fucking awesome. Number four, Rutgers-Grassfield. When we got a little taste of the grass field at Rutgers, I wanted all of it. I wanted the whole pie. Rutgers-Grassfield, there needs to be more games played there. Three, Hofstra. I love watching games at Hofstra. It's I wanted to even put it one, um, watch them at night, during the day, always awesome. Great quarterfinals atmosphere. Um, it's great for state championships. Love Hofstra. Two, Arlada, Notre Dame. Uh, we 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 say it a lot on this podcast. You won't really find a better place to watch a college across game, than that grass um, when it's like a spring day. It's fucking awesome. Number one. Best place I've ever watched college lacrosse game or lacrosse in general, Fairfield University. Fairfield blew my mind with how good the attendance was for the PLL. Nice facilities, nice turf, perfect lacrosse stadium. Fairfield U is my number one.
0: All right, that's a that one's out of out of left field. I, I would I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think anyone else might have that.
0: I I don't think that anyone else will have that, but that's. That's why you're the best in the biz. Uh, My top five venues to watch a lacrosse game. Going to start off with – so this one's more for box lacrosse than anything. I'm not even going to attempt to say the name, but the the newer box lacrosse facility on Onondaga Nation. Um, So, again, I'm not going to try to – pronounce what what the arena's name is uh but one of the coolest spots that you could ever be uh really special place place just looks sick a lot of like big open windows uh just like wooden arches throughout the whole thing so sick venue there if you ever get a chance to go through the onondaga nation go check out that venue uh, especially while the game is going on uh number four i'm gonna go I'm also I got a lot of local bias here as, as Duke just had with long Island, but I'm going to go Franklin field on this one. Uh, so home of the Penn Quakers uh, sick facility. Uh, just a lot, lot, lot of history in that building. Most of it because of track and, and football, you know, with the Eagles playing there, but, uh, years and years ago but a really cool venue to watch a college lacrosse game especially if you were there to watch Penn upset duke in 2018 uh number three i'm gonna go with arlotta uh same same i mean arlotta on a nice may saturday afternoon doesn't get better than that uh you can tell tell the co-eds out on the Hill have been boozing it up a little bit, having themselves a good day drink uh, electric atmosphere at our lotta for those games. Uh, number two, this, this answer is going to change for pretty much everybody. Uh, but I'm going to say whatever your uh, alma mater was. So going back to where you, you went to school. Um, so for me, it's Patterson field at our sinus college, because you go back to where, where you went to school, you never have better beers watching a lacrosse game than you do with with all your old pals going up to you know chirping chirping the other team, chirping the refs, having a good old time. Uh so wherever you went to school, that's number two. Number one, it's chalk. I know it. I gotta go homewood. Okay. Okay. Did, did, I, I- did you think I was gonna go with the dome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was I was, I was, I was, was cool. thinking dome, but I I just I the dome maybe in February, uh, but Homewood, and like specifically Homewood, maybe in like a like a four o'clock start that like game starts off in the daytime, but then turns into night. Uh, but listen, I mean Baltimore, fucking, I I would I would say listen, Philly on Long Island, we're better at lacrosse than Baltimore. Yeah. 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 But I fucked up Baltimore. But Baltimore fucking loves lacrosse way more. So like you go down to Homewood for a game, uh, and it's just lax rats everywhere, lax is in the air. Say whatever you want about the band, but it definitely adds to the atmosphere. So Homewood is my number one. I fucked up. I
1: should have included Homewood. I fucked up. You want it want me to say I fucked up? I fucked up. There. I didn't mean (laughs) to.
0: Uh, you've got another venue though, that you'll be heading to next week for, for a couple lacrosse games. So why don't we uh, close out the episode with, uh, t- talking about that?
1: Yeah. So we got the PLL championship series coming up next week. Jake Marshall be on the call, uh, six on six. Just want to get the exact location. It'll be in Washington, DC. Um, I want to make sure that I say exactly where it will be. So people could buy tickets. I will put it in the link. I'll put it on, but it's going to be February twenty second to the twenty sixth PLL Championship Series. Um, It'll be a great time. The top four teams from last year. So we got like the Atlas, the Chrome, uh, the Whip Snakes, and who am I missing? The Archers. So you might not notice. No Water Dogs. Water Dogs were not a top four team last year. Still on the championship. It'll be a very fun time. Jake Marsh will be on the call. Me and Billy will be hanging out at the Beer Garden all fucking week. I'm going to be entertaining clients. We will be trying to do a beer for every goal to see how long that lasts. Um, we've got some really good ideas that we're going to try to bounce out. I'm going to be responsible about it. And um, it should be a very great time. If you're in the area, come on down. I'll be there Tuesday till Saturday morning. So I'll be there for a good chunk of time. Come grab a beer with me and Billy. We'll chop it up a little bit. We'll talk lax. Um, we'll try to do even some faster shots. So just um, buy some tickets, come down. Um, it'll be a great time.
0: Yeah. PLL championship series. And then that, I'm pretty sure that's all like on ESPN plus. Actually, ESPN, ESPN yeah, plus. Yeah.
1: But seriously, so, if you're in the area, come to come check it out. The beer garden is going to be a, a awesome experience. If you want to see me at my most absolute vulnerable, I'm going to be a menace and uh, it should be a very, very fun time for all ages alike. So if, you like to drink? You like to have a lacro- watch the cross? Come hang with us. If you have kids, that want to be in the premier zone. Bring them down. Go to the premier zone. It will be a great time.
0: Just just a little something for everybody. What's what's better than that? Nothing. What's just lacrosse. That? What's Nothing better than lacrosse? More right. lacrosse. Um, oh, before I for, I forget, just want to uh, just wanted to mention because you know we are mentioning PLL and you did mention Water Dogs there. Uh, Ryan Brown just announced that he will be calling it a career. So congrats to Brownie uh, in, in retirement. Great career out of him, fucking sick shooter, and that's that's good news for a lot of goalies around the league that they don't have to face that shot anymore. So uh, congrats on the career.
1: Yeah, congrats on the career, Ryan. Uh, go out on top. Amazing career goes down as one of the best shooters of all time. I think you'd. I'd be remiss without saying congratulations to Mac O'Keefe. You are officially now the best shooter in pro lacrosse. The debate yeah, is you're the, over. You're the,
0: you're the sling God of the moment.
1: Yeah, you're the sling God exactly. So Brian uh, Brown, one of the best
0: shooters of all time. All right, well, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed to us on YouTube. Uh, these these episodes will be out every Thursday on YouTube. Going to try to get the audio out on Thursdays as well. But if you want to make sure that you get the the episodes as soon as possible make sure that you're watching on youtube subscribe to our channel like comment do all that shit uh follow us on social we are at the crease dive on both twitter and instagram and in the meantime we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die We out. who's gonna ride that Chrome three That first mistake. Lost away.